Hi, welcome to the Canoodle Podcast. This is Lucy, and this is my first pick for you, and it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall. This is, for me, what rom-com dreams are made of. It's fun, it's hilarious, it's bizarre, it's bright, it's juicy, and hello, there's a Dracula musical. So really, what more could you ask for? Let's find out. Hey there, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hey, guys. We have to do our, our hey, guys, start. It's the internet. Yes. Um, welcome to Canoodle, Canoodle Club, the podcast where we talk about rom-coms, all things rom-com. Um, I'm Colleen. I'm Barbara. I'm Liv. And I'm Lucy. Woo! And we have been watching rom-coms. Yes. Rom-coms. As long um, as we can remember. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd say we start, this is our second week of doing it and we're so excited. Um, last week at the end of our, our other show that we did about Bull Durham, um, we decided to do at the end of the show, we decided to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Lucy pick. <laughs> and uh, before we kick off, I'm just going to do a quick little, I'm going to read. I actually just copied this shamelessly from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Because even though I watched the movie, God forbid I should write a summary of it. Um, so the movie's called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's from 2008. It was written by Jason Siegel, who we know from How I Met Your Mother and other stuff. Um, directed by Nicholas Stoller, who we know from other stuff, but I can't, didn't write it down and I can't remember what it is. Um, and it was produced by our friend, uh, I don't know him by the way, but I think he'd be my friend, Judd Apatow who is well known for producing uh, such mega hits as 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up, and such fan favorites as Freaks and Geeks and The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, which is awesome, by the way, if you haven't seen that. I haven't. Highly recommend okay. it. Not a rom-com, so it's not going to be talked about on this show. <laughs> Different, show. Different show. Different show. Different show. Um, so, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the story revolves around Peter Bretter who is a music composer for a TV show that happens to feature his girlfriend, Sarah Marshall, in the lead role. After a five-year relationship, Sarah abruptly breaks up with Peter. Devastated by this event, he chooses to go on a vacation in Hawaii in order to try to move forward with his life. Trouble ensues when he runs into his ex on the island as she is vacationing with her new boyfriend. Ooh. Ooh. Woo! Ooh. That's hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trouble, trouble. So, Lucy, trouble, tell trouble. us a little bit about Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Why'd you pick it? Well, Forgetting Sarah Marshall came into my life in a time when I desperately needed it. <laughs> I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Benin, West Africa, and I was living in a village. Um, the only volunteer there with no electricity, no running water, no cell service. Uh, doing my thing and I would find myself every uh, every other weekend or at least once a month going to the Peace Corps workstation which is a regional house there are four of them in the country that has electricity running water internet cell service all these things and the volunteers would gather there so one of the things that we would do is catch up on everything we were missing uh, media wise we would binge tv shows and movies and the way we got our content was we would go to the market and there were guys from nigeria who would sell these like long these like long folded folders with a cd in it with a dvd in it that they got from china so you could either look through what they had which was a very interesting mix of like 
Chi of Chinese, Nigerian, and then Amer strange American things. But you could also request and then come back a few weeks later. No one had heard about this movie. It came out in 2008, and I, was, I started Peace Corps in 2008. So someone had heard about it and requested it. And like, we started like a buzz through Peace Corps. Like, oh my god, there's a funny movie at the workstation. So <laughs> when I went up with my friends, we watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And so just the fact that we were like watching a movie and probably drinking a cold beer was exciting enough, but it was like the perfect slice of American pie. It's like, even just the way it looks, it's so bright and so vibrant and so saturated. It's just like clean and funny. Like it's not hard to understand. There's music. It was just like everything I needed. I laughed my butt off. I love the main character. He's so lovable. So, you know, when I have the chance to share it, I got to share it. Yeah, oh, I love it. Sounds like a love declaration. <laughs> I love forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love Peter Brenner. Also, it was a it was a pretty awesome setup story. I mean, it was pretty awesome. They don't all start like that. No, they don't all start in the name without electricity. And so. I know. I, I thought, although it's a great story, I hope they don't. <laughs> yeah, they do electricity. No, a lot of them are a living room and a couch. But this I know. Like, what if you were like. What if all the only movies that you could see were like real serious drama downers, like no. you know, room? No, no, <laughs> that would be really we need sad. escapism. In that yes. Yeah. Oh, I think this movie like provides that in spades. I yes. Mean, yes. It's crazy. I actually, when you mentioned it, Lucy, I, I got really excited because I, I had seen the movie before, but I had only seen it. I think I really only saw it once. I'm pretty sure I saw it one time, probably around the time frame when it was released. Like, I mean, I, I was traveling a lot back then, so I probably saw it on an airplane or something. And, uh, and so I decided to do as an exercise, I, I wrote down everything I could remember about the movie. Um, wow. Can I, can I read it to you? Yeah. Because I think it's- yeah. Like before watching it again, you wrote everything yeah, you could remember. Great. Wow. So, this is unedited. I'm gonna write, I'm gonna read this to you. Okay. There's a guy who was a puppeteer <laughs> Kristen Bell is his girlfriend, fiance, and a celebrity. She breaks up with him memorably when he is completely naked. Do we see full frontal or just buns? <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. Yes. Multiple yes. times. Um, and he falls apart after a series of meaningless one-night stands. I remember that. Um, he decides to go to Hawaii, Cabo where he checks himself into a fancy resort, only to find that his ex is already there with her new boyfriend played by Russell Brand. RB is also a celebrity, question mark, and he's outrageous, like a full-on recovered drug addict who has found spirituality but still has a massive boundary issues. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like RB in real life? <laughs> KB and RB have constant loud sex and our protagonist is shattered. Um, <laughs> Uh, he meets Mila Kunis, a local woman who works at the hotel. She wasn't local. Um, and they strike up a friendship. He is also befriended by a bunch of guys on staff who take pity on him and invite him to their local, locals-only bonfires. Somehow, he and Mila end up together, but I can't recall how. There's also a surfing scene. Maybe he and RB bond while trying to surf. Is one of them drowning? <laughs> and then I just wrote, nude puppet at the end. <laughs> 
impressed with so how much funny. Wow. So funny. Several times that I didn't even remember that all this last night. So <laughs> I feel like I remembered a lot. But I but I got some key things incorrect, but I think that's even funnier that I thought there was a nude puppet version. <laughs> there was yeah. an actual nude man. Yes. I remember nude puppet. There yeah. could be some psychology there. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, we do not want to go deeper. We're gonna that. we're gonna cover that in therapy next in week. A, exactly. Oh, yeah. You're gonna go to a healer, Colleen, who that's is gonna have you. They're gonna be like, it's, it's not a puppet. Stay close. Now I get it. Now I get it. It's funny because I actually had seen it before. um, With me. And with with Lucy, probably a couple of years ago, and I didn't remember anything. Like, I didn't even remember. Like, I was watching it and everything was new to me. So I'm not sure what state I was in when I watched it. I don't know. But kudos to you for having watched it, you know, a decade ago and having so many pills down. That's awesome. By the way, if you hear uh, what sounds like a smoker's cough in the background, that's my dog, Delilah. <laughs> yeah, Delilah. Totally a smoker. She hides it from I've mom. been trying to get her to quit. Look <laughs> at the patch. At her age, at her age, just leave her the vice. It's okay. Let her, have what she, let her, let her do what she wants. Yeah. <laughs> she's earned it. She's Spunk earned it. Um, so, Barbara, so you might be, you're the only first timer. I am the only first timer indeed. And it's funny because it's one of these movies that, literally every single time i always watch movies on planes mm-hmm. when i travel because that's great it's the best thing to do on a plane um and it's always there it's always there it always comes up Ooh. but i have never watched it oh really oh yeah i know and Did they show the penis you think i was gonna say you always i don't know now i want to see it next time i travel right. i'll check it out that was the question with Colleen's run, you know, rundown. It's whether you see full frontal or not. I think it depends on where you watch the movie and what yeah. channel you watch it on and what format. So, Barbara, you might have missed out. You know what? I will say, and I know this is a commercial, but American Airlines always shows unedited versions of every movie. For the most part, they always like, they proudly present that there's our, like, it's just like the format may be adopted. Promo <laughs> code canoodle. <laughs> I'm just practicing for later when he gets home. That's right. AA.com yeah. slash canoodle. Yeah. You're going to get 10% off a drink on any domestic flight. Promo <laughs> code canoodle. Exactly. That's or right. any rental videos. Any video oh, right now? Oh, there you go. Especially rom-coms. Barbara, you're going to be our salesperson. American Airlines, get on this. Get on the stick. Get on now while it's still young. Yeah, well, before we say no to you. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So, what, you, so you had never seen it? I've never seen it. And I love, I loved, I mean, I loved it. What's not to love? It's really, it's a great Fun. movie. It's such a great movie because it's, it plays to everything that you want in a feel-good movie, right? It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. The hotel is amazing. The 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 landscape of Hawaii is is beautiful. The people in the movie are gorgeous. It's just like ah, oh, whatever happens. Like the like yeah, it's really 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 fun. And it's it's of course it's totally predictable, but also there are these like really weird unexpected things that are happening. <laughs> I know, super weird. Well, I have to say, though, with the unpredictability, I actually didn't remember if they ended up together at the end or not. I thought that there was still a high chance for them to get back together until, obviously, then it was this whole realization that he was in love with Rachel and not with Sarah. So 
anyway, I, I was not that predictable to me. But then again, I'm also I'm also very renowned for not being able to really like predict, you know, anything. <laughs> world renowned. Yeah, I, I get teased a lot by that. About that for years. <laughs> Um, I think I, it's funny. It's kind of funny because when the movie starts, you know, we, we we meet this guy, right? And he is clearly just like a just a guy. He's a guy. He's like living his life in his apartment, and he's just sort of like beating huge, gigantic, like enormous bowls <laughs> of cereal. I think, yeah. No. If I thought I, we had like a giant silver bowl of, <laughs> yeah. of, of like Fruit Loops, like yeah. a huge salad bowl full of, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, and then like when she calls him and is like, "I'm almost there," and he's like, "Oh no, I gotta like clean up." And I thought yeah. to myself, "Oh my god!" Like even before I, I think I'm sure the first time I saw the movie too, I was like, "This guy's a mess." Like yeah, he, a he's, mess. He's, he's, his girlfriend's like this major celebrity, and he's with his, yeah. in his weird sweatpants, like eating Fruit Loops out of a bowl, like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so like Yeah, totally. And so like non um how to say like it's so flavorless to me as a person in the beginning, right? He was so kind of blah in this whole situation until she storms into the house and then da 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 he's fully naked. (laughs) Spoiler. He gets on some flavor there. Well, you know, it's funny because I did I really had I remembered that he was naked, but I really didn't remember that we saw the whole package that we actually just and like not just once, but like we saw it a couple of times. I was like <laughs> insanely naked right now. And yeah. also, which is remarkable, we did not see a single woman naked because usually it's yeah. the other way around. Usually, you say a woman totally naked, a man nothing. Mm-hmm. You nothing. see the picture of Mila Kunis in the bathroom. Yeah. 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 True, but still, like it's that's that's very different than like a very graphic scene yeah. where usually like it's a sex scene and you see everything for a woman and yeah, like even even in the the sort of the sex montage, the women were really covered up. Yeah. 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 True. Was, Kristen Bell is like wearing a skirt. I know. Yeah. Like so, yeah, she was, and then even like in the, in Jason Siegel's thing when he was sleeping with all those girls in a row, like yeah. the, all those women were all covered, and it's interesting yeah. because yeah, that's so unusual. Like it's. So well, the nudity in this movie wasn't meant to in, entice, right? Like, it was just for comedic value. Yeah. So, <laughs> they weren't trying to make anything too sexy. Yeah. That's the way it I... It was not sexy it. at all. They, they got that right on. Yeah. <laughs> it was accomplished. <laughs> well, and it's oh, also... No. It, it was also, to me, you know, he's... I actually kind of remind him being fully naked like that twice. Um, once in the beginning and once at the end, mm-hmm. right? And it, yeah. I think that it was also there to symbolize how different their relationship to each woman was. Mm-hmm. Because he was fully naked, which is arguably the most vulnerable state anybody can be in, um, especially, I mean, a woman too, but especially a guy. I mean, anything can happen <laughs> in that moment, right? And she and Sarah Marshall chooses to break up with him. Super awkward little hug. Whereas in the end, he then finds the one, right, yeah. as we want to. And then, you know, the vulnerability is actually met with complete comfort and love and, you know, appreciation. So I kind of, like, thought that was kind of a, a neat bookending moment yeah. and, uh, and, you know, opportunity. Well, yeah. For sure. That's kind of the romantic interpretation of the nudity, I guess. For sure. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. 
So what was your favorite scenes? There's so many. Like it's when he plays uh, the song for the first time in the bar. Oh my God. I actually just love the song. <laughs> I think it's really good. <laughs> my favorite part of the movie is the musical. I think it's genius. I know, that's really funny. That's super funny. There are so many. And then there's just everything with Jonah Hill just cracks my heart. <laughs> that is hilarious. And now, like everyone in the whole movie tries to do Russell Brand's accent. Like when Sarah oh, yeah. goes, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then, <laughs> then Joy Hill goes, I just, I feel terrible. <laughs> terrible. Drink terrible. Tea, thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying favorite part. Yeah, that's right. One of my favorite parts is like him trying to jump off the cliff and then hanging in those. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was so stressed out. My goodness. He's getting mad. I thought it was so funny. I had to leave the room. I, I was like, I could, when it was ha when they were standing there, I was like, oh, I don't remember this happening, but it can't be good. Yes, happened. It's not going to be good. Mine is actually a scene that you pointed out to that now became my favorite. Peter's at the bar and he's like, you know, throwing back all these pina coladas and all these like <laughs> highly, highly sugary drinks with all the fruit inside, whatever, whatever he can get. And then he's at the kind of at the tail end of this whole like you know drinking game with himself and he's like kind of playing with himself and goes like he's drinking, a Mar he's oh, drinking like a cosmo, a cosmo. and he goes like oh i'm just in sex in the city hello miranda <laughs> no it miranda is actually walking behind him Cynthia and doing a cameo no no way yes what time is it? My rental's over. Damn it. <gasps> no. I'm sure I'm sure we can we can find that scene on YouTube. We'll find it on. And yeah, for sure. And it's yes, and it's one of those things I would never I was watching him, right? I was looking at him and then Lucy said it and I thought it was so genius. I actually would want to watch the whole movie just for that again. Just for that. <laughs> oh my god. I that is so funny. I did not. But you know, it's funny. Oh. I, it's funny, I didn't recognize the cameo, but I also, uh, I'll think about my favorite scene, but I, I recognized so many people in the movie that yes. for sure were like, maybe they weren't background actors, but they were like, you know, the girls in the bar, some of yes. the people she was sleeping with, other people. Yeah. But I was like, oh, 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 they're yeah. now on a TV show. Like, you know, this was 10 years ago, so they, or 12 years ago, so now they're, have they have careers, right? Yeah, the yeah. First, the first woman he has sex with, um, after the breakup, the girl with the black hair. Yeah, she's in Frankie and Grace and Frankie. Frankie and Frankie. Yeah, and I recognized her. I was like, oh, oh, and I was pointing to her. And Mark was like, what are you pointing to? Yeah, it's so great. I know. I love. I love when that happens because then you're like, you're kind of a because you're kind of already invested in whatever character they play now, and then you see them back then, and you're like, oh my god, you were a struggling actor, and now you made it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just love Bill Hader and yes. the version that we watched. Kristen Wiig was not in it, right? Mm -mm. No. So she's in it. She, she's in, that's maybe that's a little trivial. But there's like, a, some, I guess some deleted scenes that she oh. was in. I was like, man, I love her. How did, she, how did they cut her out of this movie? Why? I, know. I did not see her. Yeah, I was actually, I actually realized that, that, that I hadn't, I don't think, I saw one other movie with Bill, but I honestly have not seen him out of Stefan's character on SNL. So this was like kind of the first time that I actually oh, saw yeah, him outside of Stefan's character. Yes. He's also great in, um, he's great in Trainwreck. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I saw. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so my favorite scene of, yes. of many actually, I have 
first of all, I love everything that Russell Brand is in. So I just yes! can't. He's so odd. He is, he is <laughs> in this movie because he's a perfect, a ridiculous boyfriend for her to be with. Yes. And he's so over the top, but he's, he doesn't have an ounce of bad blood in him. No. Yeah. It's just, true. Like nothing is, nothing is hurtful on purpose, right? But he's yeah. just bl blundering through the world, like just being the celebrity. <laughs> but the scene that I really, that really, really made me laugh, made, made me, I, and I thought a lot about it again afterward was when they're at that beach party. And like Mila Kunis's character is so chill. Mm -hmm. Everything about her is just this. And then she's like, oh no, that's my ex. If I run, you run. And then she goes after him. She's like, yes. ah. she, uh, Jason Segel has to hold her back. And she's like, yeah. him. And then Jason Segel's like, I'm going to intervene here. Because I know, because the, the waiter over there is the guy who gave me my rum with my... Right. And then the guy just... <laughs> and then the big guy, uh, Kimu, like, he's, they're like, he's like, what are you going to punch me for? Like, I'm going to punch your Right. Like, <laughs> no, it's so fun. I know that's so that's so unexpected too, because as you said, like she seems so chill and kind of mature and kind of like, like just like it's so unexpected of her yeah. to yeah. lash out like that. But you know, another character, and and I agree, Russell Brand is so over the top, and he's so like I don't know. He on on the one hand, I don't know much about him as a as a real person but he also kind of just feels like and this was 12 years ago and he feels like just like he is like it feels like he's actually playing himself it, uh, kind of funny. it really did it really felt like he, I, mean, I, I don't know what he was like back then right like but he is so so like that now i mean like yeah. i don't know him personally but obviously just watching his public persona and like listening right. to the podcast and right being but another character that I really loved because he's so odd is is I don't remember his name either. Can, can, Paul Paul Rod's car character. Oh he's yeah, so odd. It's like who, who are you? Just like this, <laughs> did, did something happen to your brain? Like he's so, he's so funny. funny, so funny. When they have the scene where um, Russell Brand actually has this surfing accident, and and, and Jason brings and Peter brings him out to shore. And then, you know, Kazoon, Kazoon, what's his name? I forget. He comes over and he just looks at them and, and just doesn't do anything. It like, it's such a good scene because it provoked so much anger in me. I just wanted to slap him and go like, go get the ambulance. What are you doing? It's just a <laughs> so invested in him, in him being better than he was. I just oh, loved it. I love him. He was like, he said like, you're from England. That's right. So funny. He's such an odd character. I really, I really loved him. And it, it, you know, and I think that that's also a perk of the movie is that there are so many actors. Like yeah. you know, we back going back to actors that may not have been that known, but also so many actors that we know very well and were known pretty well back then. It's kind of like it's such a treat to have all these people together. And you know, I guess when your when your name is Jud Judd Apatow and and you're Colleen's best friend, that's what you get. <laughs> I told him back then. I said, you better get some good talent in here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Yep. Give that Jason Siegel a break. Yep. 
That's right. Get that kid from the TV show, Mila Kunis. She's 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 dying on TV. Get her into features. <laughs> yeah, her into features. You told him. You told him. The jo I have to say, the Jonah Hill part was cherry oh on top. Gosh, like having Jonah Hill in there, kind of so randomly because yeah. he's such a random character. Like <laughs> it's so funny. You know, the greatest thing about that character is that he he's so insanely lacks any self awareness. Yes. <laughs> and the poor guy comes in, Peter comes in by himself. Are you by yourself? And yes. Yeah. I'm so bored. I'd be so depressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And he's just kind of this character that that is so present throughout the whole movie somehow, and yet doesn't have an actual relationship with none of the characters in this way. Like, it's, he's just kind of there well, floating the around. And has Brand. the obsession, yes. But yeah. kind of just floating around. He's just always there. <laughs> just yeah. so funny. Yeah. I also really liked uh, Peter's stepbrother. Like, oh, how, really? he, yeah. Yeah, how he's there, um, like, through, like, the video calls and even like that first conversation. Oh, you really want to have that conversation? You really want to have that conversation about yeah. and Sarah Marshall? <laughs> like, it was, that was really, really funny. So yeah. funny. Yeah, so funny. And his wife always being like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I really want a female opinion. You do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, go up. That was so funny. <laughs> Those scenes were genius. They were so funny. <laughs> Also, Especially now, when he's changing the background and like that really hits home here. Yeah. Oh, it's so times. <laughs> he was like, he was really on top of things. Yeah. Oh my god. So good. I really felt like there, there is, there's just so much. We cannot forget the honeymooning couple. Oh. <laughs> because he was so I mean the poor guy and at one point he's at the bar and and it's like him and uh Paul Rudd and, and it's a Paul Rudd and he's complaining and the two guys are basically like it'll be fine I don't like yeah. <laughs> within, within five seconds of talking to Russell Brand Russell Brand is giving him a whole sex <laughs> thing on that the human chessboard where you move the human telling him exactly what to do sexually and then you see this guy like go from being so terrified of sex with his wife and the wife is just like really wants to have sex with him and then all the way to being a complete like sex machine and that's <laughs> so good that was great and, then, and it, it just made, it makes you just sort of like love the idea of the russell brand character even more he's just totally a yeah like figure who just kind of like he's so kind of douchey but yet really so genuine and like he's completely like oh yeah yeah he's not a bully like the quote-unquote nerdiest guy in the movie he's like eager to help him yeah yeah no totally and and i actually thought that the scene of the on the surfboards when they're out there both him and peter was kind of like the the all encompassing of of all encompassing 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 we're, we're working on that <laughs> we're, we're we're learning words over here uh encompassing of his character because i don't know if you remember but he said something russell brand said, says something to jason siegel around his music and how he heard a track and it was i think it was the musical right and he like compliments a, him on on that right he said, exactly a dark meal that, 
And, and, you know, Jason goes like, oh my God, I want to hate you, but you're so cool. And then he hates him again, but he's so cool. And that's kind of exactly what the character is. Like, he's so cool and so good. And so, but you kind of just want to like rip his head off sometimes. <laughs> to me, that character could have been so much more cartoonish. Yes. Yeah. And, and they, they, they really did a good job. And I don't know, again, if that, was, if that was on the page or if that was just like the luck of casting Russell Brand or the direction or what, that really made him go like, yeah. Like when he, when he goes and he's called up to the microphone, I was like, oh, no. It's But also that song. Inside of you. It's going to hell singing along to it. No, so funny and good. So funny and good. He buys him that horrible Hawaiian shirt and he... Oh, my God. But that was also so sweet. Like, that was a very sweet side of him. Like, it was horrible. And yes, his other outfit with the with the net shirt was not... It was not great, but it was him, and he chooses to make her happy. But kind of, but not really. Like, he wears it, sure, but the yeah. whole point of that scene was that, like, Peter was so proud, wearing that, like, that, like, yes. shine. Like, yes. Oh, yeah, Sarah bought it for me. And, like, the hat. I think it's, like, that lady's, like, oh, nice hat. He's like, oh, my God, thank you. She bought it for me. She's like, I'm fucking with you. Yes. <laughs> I think that was meant to. Yeah, was okay, kind of, fair enough. But then he spills the wine on it. He's like, I think I actually made it better. Yeah. This whole movie, I feel like, was so interesting because it's funny and it's irreverent and it has all of the sitcom it hits all the notes, but it also really turns a lot of things on their heads and, and goes the other way in a lot of ways. And the character of Sarah Marshall, I thought mm-hmm. was so interesting because mm-hmm. it would have been so much easier for them to have made her a really one, like one, two-dimensional, I'm not sure what the right, it's, what, she's two-dimensional or whatever she is, no dimensions, but like, <laughs> if she, she could have just been a complete a completely horrible person, like yeah, yeah. Human qualities, right? And that would have been okay. Like we would have, we would have still watched that movie, right? We would mm-hmm. have been like, she's a monster. We don't like her. Like, yeah, she's fake. She's this. She's that. But I feel like the, it made the point to give her. I mean, she's not perfect. She's not the best person in the movie, but she's a human being, and she has actual like, like when he she finally gets to sit down with him and actually tell him why they broke up. Mm-hmm. so that felt really real and yeah it was so heartbreaking because you're like wow she was this like in this relationship for four years instead of the mm-hmm. five of cheating on her but like that she if she's if we assume she's telling the truth which we think that she is she really tried and like yeah. he he's a child yeah he's yeah easy to be with because he eats fruit loops out of a giant bowl and doesn't think <laughs> what this is like, yeah totally and, and you could see her being like i need to level up like I need, I deserve better, you know, now she gets, you know, she gets hers in the end, but like, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I, I very much agree with that. But then I felt like in the end, she was also being kind of like, um, put into a, a, a bucket of these, you know, of these kind of like blonde, pretty actresses that kind of don't amount to anything because I, there was a scene in which, um, 
she talks about the movie that she made and the two guys like rip it apart saying this yeah. is the most horrible movie. Yeah, yeah. And then in the end, she ends up, the show gets canceled, but she ends up booking another show, which is Animal Instincts or something like that. <laughs> and she kind of reads animals' minds or something, which is like equally weird, right? As a, as a self. So it's kind of like, it's interesting how she's somehow really ridiculed and kind of put into this basket that we sometimes think of maybe of these, pretty blonde girls that want to be actresses, but don't really make it in the real acting world or something like that, right? So I found that quite interesting, yeah. Yeah, like she's no Meryl Streep, right? But she- Yeah, exactly. No, but arguably she's super successful. I mean, she's right. you know, on these long running TV, she's on this, on this long running TV yeah. show and everything. And I, th and I, and I think that they, they did give her enough, like there was enough about her to, to make us not root for them getting back together. Yeah. But there's obviously like a lot of codependence and her like breaking up with Russell and then whatever his name was and immediately trying to get back together with Peter and all this stuff. But then I think, so, so I, it's very interesting. Like, so again, like I wouldn't have wanted them to get back together, but I, I enjoyed that she wasn't just this all bad, typical, yeah. typical horrible ex, you know? Yeah, I, I would say after that, like confession, I totally rooted for her. Because I'm like, I know what that feels like when you're the one in the relationship, like trying to fight for two people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got you, girl. Like, you mm -hmm. totally, like, I, I yeah. get it. And for me, that, that almost did change everything. Yeah. And, and what I also loved about the movie, though, is like to see how they, like, they're in situations and they have like those, those flashbacks um, and they realize, oh, probably didn't do so well and so great how mm -hmm. that totally could have like, oh, I see that now I'm going to change and therefore they would end up back together. That would not have been surprising. But I didn't quite want to, I didn't want them to get back together just because like I loved Sarah so much and she was right. just so amazing. And I loved how they, how they were together. They were so like, they were like um, Peter and, and Sarah, how they were together. It was so and Rachel, you mean. Rachel, Rachel, sorry, Rachel. Yeah. Sorry, Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. This Rachel. is forgetting Sarah. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well with not mixing things up. <laughs> so, and then, like, I really, like, I loved how they were together. Like, so genuine and at ease and things are so just easy and no, yeah. like, pretentious anything. Yeah. It's really, like, they're so supportive of each other. It's unbelievable. You know, talking about the characters, all of them in their weirdness, I felt like, all of them were also acting in a in an incredibly natural way like maybe uh, russell brand was definitely over the top but arguably he is over the top as a human being right and jonah hill was definitely a little in his clouds but arguably he is like that so it just kind of felt like every and i felt especially jason siegel was so real to me but going on like that in terms of sarah marshall's character and what we were saying before about what she was put through uh, like the ridicule of her career is in real life kristen bell there's two things i found out one when she says to aldis snow that her show got canceled veronica mars had gotten canceled in real life the day before and when oh. jason siegel wrote the movie he didn't know this but when they have the scene where they're making fun of her for having a movie about a cell phone that kills people 
she actually starred in a movie called Pulse that like this movie has the same premise. So this poor girl like is actually she's she's because she's getting like, ridiculed for a movie she actually did. She's actually feeling the pain of her show getting canceled. So she's taught, she's just like method acting to the tenth degree. Are they making fun of me on purpose? But it turns out they didn't even know that she had been in that movie and they felt bad after. Um, oh my god, that's hilarious though. Good, good digging there. I actually did find that, that, that thing about Pulse, and I just want to read you the log line for, for the movie Pulse. Yeah. Pulse 2006, starring Kristen Bell. When their computer hacker friend accidentally channels a mysterious wireless signal, a group of co-eds rally to stop a terrifying evil. <gasps> so there you go. Uh, <laughs> Let's read that next. <laughs> Yeah. Is it a rom-com? Nope. Mm -mm. Thriller. All right. Darn. It didn't sound like it, but it was it was worth a chance. But do you have other trivia I facts? do. Yeah, yeah share, share. share. Well, also along that line is um, Jason said that the, Jason Siegel said that the sex scene in the beginning where, uh, the breakup scene in the beginning where he's naked, that actually did happen to him. And a lot of the breakup uh, uh, the whole breakup is not exactly the story of what's happened to him in his real life, but all the different parts of it are from his actual relationships, including one with Linda Cardellini. But he had to clear up after the movie that she actually was a great girlfriend and that she, she was not a Sarah Marshall, but a lot of it was based on, uh, was based on her, but the naked breakup did not involve her. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, I like this one. When the film was released, Universal promoted it by hiring skywriters to fly over cities where it was playing with messages like, I hate you, Sarah Marshall. And real life women named Sarah Marshall got calls from their friends asking, like, what happened? Like, did you cheat? <laughs> they did, like, this guerrilla marketing, like, before anyone knew about the movie. Oh, so, my God, I love it. All these poor Sarah Marshalls. Uh, but allegedly they were under the first amendment. There's nothing they could do to stop it. So that's hilarious. Yes. Hi, Marshalls. Yes. And Jason Siegel actually was writing a Dracula musical. That's his actual Dracula musical. Wow. No way. That's so I'm gonna need to see. I mean, is it, did it, did it? I didn't know he was such a talented musician. I know. I know a little bit from how I met your mother, but like, this is really incredible. Yeah. I know. So Jason Siegel said that he actually really is writing a Dracula musical that he began writing in his youth. And he said he, he claims to have played a demo tape for Judd Apatow, whose only response was, you can never let anyone hear this tape. <laughs> <laughs> then of course, what's in the movie? <laughs> yes, that's amazing. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes, because we would, we would really miss out if we didn't uncover and really break apart every moment of that, of that epic. Dracula puppet musical, which come on, like how good was it though? Like how was awesome great. was it? It was great. I mean, the dedication of the stepbrother in, in, oh, in oh my god, like no, <laughs> loved it, loved it, loved being that. No, it was so good. It was, it really felt so good. The leotards that they have on, with only showing their face, everything else is black. Was was just everything. I, mean, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Colleen, I would like to know, as someone who performs in similar stages, were you inspired by anything that you saw in the Dracula musical that you might include in your own show? Oh my goodness, yes. I would say this. I love the kick line of mummies. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like one guy in the middle, <laughs> and he had the thing in the... <laughs> 
Oh my God. Oh, so good. And as a little bit of a callback, those they're propped in the hallway when Jason Siegel is going back into his dressing room to mm. get the whole take oh. naked. As he's doing his walk and talk with that guy, the mummies are lined up in the hallway. Oh. Good, good observation. They're there. Yeah. I also got got overexcited about cameos and thought I saw Amy Poehler in, oh. in the audience. I thought she was one of the puppeteers. I oh. thought that too. And I actually waited and watched the entire credits thing to see if she, her name showed up in it. <laughs> Does it look alike? You watch through all the credits. You know that there is imdb.com that you can actually I love it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When I was in my 20s and I saw a lot of movies, I would actually sit in the theater until the credits were totally done. I, yeah, I, I still do. Like, I'm just going to watch who the yeah. best I want to see who the key grip is, and I want to see, you know, yeah. who, who, was the, who was the second assistant to Mr. Apatow. I want to know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like to see oh, where it was filmed. This was actually filmed in Turtle Bay in Oahu, and I drove by that once. Ooh. And I ate shrimp not too far from there. My mom said that the locals don't like Turtle Bay because it's, it's a big resort, so therefore I don't like Turtle Bay because my mom told me not to. <laughs> That's smart. I have one more piece of trivia for you guys. Um, yes. I looked up uh, that shooting the infamous nudity scene, so Jason Siegel was naked the whole time. Um, that's really uh -huh. nice. And he kept having to like sort of, he wanted his, his only thing was, he was very nervous about it, but he was committed to it because he wrote it. He's like, I wrote, I wrote it, so I can't be all worried about it. Um, but then he would go into like a warmer room and <laughs> make sure that his, that his penis wasn't shrinking up because of the right. cold in there. And they'd be like, okay, you can come out. And he would like run out and they would do the scene. <laughs> and, hilarious. And at one point, there were two, two funny things about the scene. At one point, um, when they were shooting the scene, in solidarity, the whole crew had t-shirts made that had, um, had the statue of David, the naked statue of David, <laughs> solidarity. And then during, the, during this, the day, I guess he got so comfortable by the end of the day, <laughs> they started shooting the close-ups. And oh. they were like, you can put your pants on. <laughs> so I was thinking about that because when you see the whole thing, it's like, huh, that's a pretty, like, obviously that's, it, it, it's like, that's a pretty good size for like, for a regular, like no, no, non-involvement. Like, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> non-involvement oh, non is what we call it. Non-involvement. <laughs> I have to admit, I thought the same. I was like, all right. <laughs> Doesn't look bad. He's tall too. It's just you know. He, he is, is tall. so tall. My goodness, he's so tall. Yeah, so it would make sense, right? But you never know. Well, now we know. Now yeah. we do know. Yeah. yeah. Can't know. Um, I just wanted to give a quick little couple of shout outs to what are they doing now? Our friends in the cast. Yeah, I'd love to know. So Jason Siegel, as we said, we, we know him from Freaks and Geeks, How I Met Your Mother, Knocked Up, The Muppets, uh, and other movies. Um, and he's currently in a TV series on AMC called Dispatches from Elsewhere that just premiered. Oh. And I heard Love nothing. Him. I hope it's good. And he plays Marshall in, in How I Met Your Mother. Funny, because he's in Forgetting Sarah. Marshall. You That's had that same thing. You knew that right away. You knew that. <laughs> yeah, you did that fast. 
Um, so Mila Kunis, um, not sure if you all knew this, but she actually was born in Soviet Ukraine. Mm, I did know that, yeah. She was seven. Um, she speaks Russian, of course. Um, and Japanese. And Japanese, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that was random. Yeah. In the movie. You know her from uh, TV's That 70s Show, the voice of Meg on Family Guy. She was in 2010's Black Swan, where she kind of gained a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, she was also in the Bad Moms movies with Kristen oh, yeah. And she is married to Ashton Kutcher. I think they just had a baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so Kristen Bell, she's a, she's a big favorite of mine, actually. I've been a real fan of her since Veronica Mars. Um, I was a huge fan of Veronica Mars. Really love it. Um, and also, I may even be a bigger fan of The Good Place, which mm -hmm. yeah. just popped up if people have not watched it. Binge it. In My God, big job. I actually, I, I learned, I didn't really know her before. I love her so much on that show. I, mm -hmm. I've converted into complete fandom. Yeah, exactly. And she also uh, is the voice of one of the sisters in Frozen. Oh, oh yeah, Anna, right? And that's, her, that's her singing. She's a, she's she was a trained singer. She was always in a musical theater geek growing up. She's the voice of Gossip Girl. Yes, she is. Oh, she is. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, XOXO. Yes, and um, she is married to Dax Shepard, and together they have not only two children but also a business. They have a company called Hello Bello mm -hmm. that makes uh, sustainable and affordable baby care products. Yeah. Has anyone seen the video of her on Ellen where she she loves the animal, the sloth, oh. and she's never seen a sloth in real life, and she gets to see a sloth, and she starts crying? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, after this, it's the purest no. thing. So cute. So sweet. She really just breaks down and, and sees a sloth. It's so cute. I love that. The other one that is kind of marriage goals um, is... This, this is a relatively recent Instagram post of Kristen Bell's where she posts an Instagram live that, they, that she and her husband Dax do yeah. late at night when she is trying to teach him how to use Instagram live, yeah. how to do a thing where you invite someone else to be in yeah. your yeah. And it's like 15 minutes long. It is, I could have watched it for three hours. <laughs> I actually haven't watched it yet. I gotta go. Oh, I gotta yeah. go. I, that. They're like they're like a real life show. Yeah, I love the they two totally of them. are. And they go from laughing and giggling and sniping at each other and kind of getting pissed. At one point, he says something sassy to her, and she says, "Change your tone." <laughs> he, goes, he goes, "Honey, who call us?" But they doesn't even doesn't even know for a private number. And she goes, "Change your tone." And he said, "Honey, who do you think would call us?" <laughs> like immediately. And I was like, these two have been through the work. They are doing Yes, that. yes, totally. Um, so Russell Brand. Yes. <laughs> um, Russell Brand, interestingly, came across my radar. I discovered him, of course. I was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you did. When I was living in London, um, I had... I only had one, I had one TV in the apartment and it was in the bedroom. It was a tiny TV. And we, I had like whatever the equivalent cable system was, but it was like the basic cable system that you could have. So I only had like four or like four or six channels and everything on BBC, all those BBC channels and sky channels, it was all reruns of scrubs, Buffy, the vampire slayer. Yes. Buffy. Bones. Uh-huh. Oh. And then this up uh, this green, this thing called Green, I think it was Greenpoint. It was a Brit it was a UK 
sitcom that I never understood, but tried to watch it. <laughs> so those were the shows, or Big Brother. Oh my God. Oh, I love Big Brother. Seemingly on 24 hours a day. And at the time, Russell Brand was one of the hosts. Oh, no way. After show. Oh. And that's when I first saw him. Oh, I know. So you did discover. I mean, you clearly did. None of us knew this. So you but here's, the, here's the rub. I, so I got really invested into this Big Brother show while I was there. Here's the rub. When I was looking this up for this podcast, I must have been watching it in reruns. Because oh. I had retired from that gig like two years earlier. And I was like, <laughs> sad life I was living. I was literally, everything I was watching was, nothing was real. Nothing, <laughs> nothing was real. Uh, but but he, he, he kind of was like a stand-up comic, famous for that. He also, he reprised his role as uh, whatever his name was, Alvin Snow, no. in the movie Get Him to the Greek with yeah. Jonah Hill. So same character. Jonah Hill was in it, play, playing a different character. Uh, and that's I've funny. Seen um, and he also, as I mentioned earlier, has a podcast called Under the Skin, which is actually a subscription podcast on Luminary. You got to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. You do have some some of the episodes on iTunes. I'm actually in the middle. It's a very long one, but I'm in the middle of the Brennan Brown one, which is that is amazing. So good. Everybody who's all all 25 people who watch this podcast (laughs) go listen to the Russell Brand Brene Brown interview. It will make you'll change your life. It's so good. You're welcome, Russell, for this. Uh, and he also recently, yeah, he also recently wrote a book called Recovery, which is basically his interpretation of the twelve steps, mm-hmm. uh, famous twelve steps. Um, and then just a couple of little ones. Um, Jonah Hill, you know, we know him as as the lovable buffoon in this movie and in other comedies, but he also took some dramatic turns in Moneyball and yeah. Wall Street. Yeah, he did. We have a fan question before we go. Not including the musical numbers that are actually in the movie. If you had to pick a scene. Um, from the movie that would be the big breakout musical number, mm, musical question. adaptation of this. Oh, what would that be? And I have actually not given this any thought yet, so we got to think about it for a second. That is a great question. It is funny. I kind of feel like maybe this wouldn't be the breakout number, but I feel like the cliff scene with the two yeah. getting on the cliff and her jumping off and him. I think that would be a really funny kind of like back and forth comedy number that would be really funny. Yeah. yeah, that would be really funny. I was thinking of the beach fight scene, the like, <laughs> Hawaiian West Side Story, Rumble. Yes, <laughs> totally. I want to see that. I'm thinking of the woman who is uncontrollably crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes! yes! That, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was great. Complaints of a woman. <laughs> oh, I'll try to. Yeah. She must be above me. You're on the top floor. So funny. Keep it down. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Um my god, I think the Barbara definitely takes the cake for that one. Um, I don't know. I feel like there would be it would need to be a, a little bit rewritten so that Peter would be actually in it. But I actually thought that the, the song that, that uh, you know, Russell Brand sings at the 4th of July party could be a good one to actually, you know, tra- like if, we, if, if you have like a back and forth between the characters as he is singing this song to her, I think that there could be something there. But um, all those people, so much, so much interaction. That's right. Yeah. 
I love it. That's a good question. I love to keep love that, that for the future. Yes. It's a great, um, a great musical. Let me look at my little breakdown, my hot sheet over here. I, uh, I also love the surfing scene where he finally gets it before he rams into. <laughs> yes. That's epic. Perfect timing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's getting it, he's getting it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> perfect. Oh, fine. you know, it also would be a good, a good thing. So what I, what I love about a rom-com is I love a good montage. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, this one had a bunch of good montage. This one had like three different montage segments, which I really mm -hmm. liked. Um, uh, there was the, the sex montage. There was the, it was actually four. There was the sex montage. There was the happy day, like where he doesn't drink in the morning and has a great day. And he's hanging out with the old ladies in the hot tub. And the <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And then, th then there's the big montage at the end where he kind of like, you know, cleans the apartment and gets in shape and writes the musical and everything. Yeah. But the thing that I also like, which is kind of a good rom-com rom convention, um, which also might make a great musical number is when he kind of, he's the guy, the, the guy who is forced to do sort of a, an over-the-top aggressive masculine uh, thing, like or series of things, and he's totally ill-equipped to do so. So, like when yeah. the when Kimu offers to have him help him prepare the pig, for <laughs> oh my God, God, yes, and the pig is still alive. <laughs> I'm a great cook. Like I kind of feel like Kimu would have a big number. Like he'd be that like the sort of like the ancillary character who has the, the one big breakout number where he. He brings him in to, to the pig roast, and like you have the whole scene where he's trying to get the pig, and then you have the whole thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> totally, 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 totally. <laughs> Funny, I love it. Well, I feel like this is a uh, this was a big winner. I think for all four of us, a hundred percent, couldn't be happier. Yes. Have you guys put, put any more thoughts to rewatching Bull Durham? No. Say that again. What was the question? Have we thought about rewatching Bull Durham? I mean, last week I not thought yet. of it, but I think I want to rewatch it. Probably not as soon, but I definitely want to rewatch it because yeah. I want to now. I, I think that I do have a different eye to it. So, yes, we haven't done it yet, but I feel like it's like, with me when you do that. Yes, okay, we will. We'll check in. Livy. Livy. Livy, Livy. Yes. No, What's our next rom com? you do okay do you i don't know i have four so, movies that could be yeah i i was really between three actually so i was between one that is a, a super classic and something that is just like my favorite movie of all time pretty woman and the other two <laughs> and the other two are are really classic rom-coms in the j-lo um oh, j-lo realm i thought you were gonna say nodding hell Oh, that's actually also a very good one. Okay. So many to choose from. You have to pick one. No, and I and I, and I yes, and I think that I just have to go with it. It's my favorite. <laughs> Pretty Woman is just <laughs> my heart. My heart. Okay. You should not have forfeited. I also was gonna pick that one. <laughs> oh, you were? Oh God, no! That's I just great. like that. that's great. I, I, don't I think I wouldn't guess that. It's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's my favorite movie. I actually started. Well, I, I'll give you the deets next week. So Pretty Woman is gonna be our, our movie for the week, and. Yeah. I'm Excited okay. to watch it. I haven't watched it in years, so I'm I love it. So, okay, so all you people out there watching, remember, watch Pretty Woman before our next episode drops. That's right. They say in the podcast biz drops. Pretty Woman. We're already ready for the musical woman. numbers. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Canoodle you later. <laughs>
That's a wrap for Forgetting Sarah Marshall on this episode of Canoodle. Thanks for rewatching and thanks for tuning in. If you liked this podcast, please tell your friends, watch some rom-coms together and share this episode. And be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other people find us and Canoodle with us. You can follow us at Canoodle Podcast on Instagram and at canoodlepodcast.com for the show notes and exclusive behind the scenes content. See you next week. Canoodle you later.